Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I do hope you're well. Sending you a big hug if you need it. I'm joined by the one and only Miles Thompson. Hello, once again. Good, sir. Hello, bud. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Very busy at the moment. I just uh, got back from my sister's wedding on the weekend, and that was positively drunk and messy, as one would expect. Of and, course. Uh, but yeah, it was a lovely time and had a lovely weekend. Just absolutely knackered and now back at work again for the week. So it yeah. doesn't stop, unfortunately. No, good time though. You had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. It was really nice and a lovely little, it was a small little ceremony. So it was only like 12 to 14 people, I want to say. Um, okay. So yeah, very small little thing, but it was really nicely done and a lovely little day. So yeah, it was pretty nice. How was how's you been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all right, man. I'm all right. It's, uh, keeping yeah. on, keeping on. Keep just yeah, literally keep on keeping on. You know <laughs> yeah, keep saying? on. Uh, no, yeah, it's all right. It's been a nice, uh, it's been a nice week. Um, again, not much to report. Just working, working, or Fortnite, <laughs> working. Seeing Zoe playing Fortnite. You know me. Yeah, good times. Got my tickets for Doctor Strange on Thursday. Very excited about that. Oh, is it out on Thursday? Is it? Yes. Oh, are you excited? I am very much so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on how like excited I am for it. You know, it's just, uh, it's 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 going to be a huge one. I think. I think it's going to be a big one. You reckon it'll be like Spider-Man level? Oh, I think it's going to be bigger than Spider-Man. Oh, okay. I'm throwing out there right now. Maybe Oof. not. Maybe not. Maybe not box office, but I think in terms of the the impact it will have on the MCU, I think it will be. Yeah, I think it's massive. These are the hot takes people come to the Finger Guns podcast for. This is what I'm saying. Have I seen the movie yet? <laughs> no, I have no, I have nothing to back this up. But the hype I, is on. Yeah, it's just just a feeling, you know, just a feeling I have. Hmm. Uh, well, right then. I hope it lives up to it. It's on. It's, it's going to be great. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, I like that it carries on from one division as well, so we get more of Scarlet Witch. That's exciting. Oh, yes. That show I still need to watch. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I'm so behind. It's awful. I'm talking to the wrong guy about this, evidently. You, you really are. If it's not Spider-Man, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not in it. <laughs> Shocking stuff. All right, I'll let you off this time because you're pretty. But, uh, Thank you. I appreciate next that. time. Oh, my God. <laughs> next time. Whatever the next one is. I can't even remember what the next one is. Um, nice. Yeah. How you doing? Might as well. Yeah, I'm fully up to date. I've seen them all. I've seen all the series. I've seen all the films. I'm ready for whatever's next. Nice. I've seen everything except all of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you might have guessed it is just me and Miles this evening. Uh, so sorry, this might be a little, a little fun and breezy podcast. You never know. But we do have a fair bit of news to get through, actually. So uh, we'll get to it as soon as we can. But first, of course, we're going to start with game of the week. So Miles, what's your game of the week? Um, I've got a slight mix of two. So I have been playing more of Elden Ring. That's not again. what game of the week means, Miles. I know. I've got like half games of the week. How about all that? Right, all right. Does that count? I can't yeah, see all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm back on Elden Ring again. I'm into my 22nd hour now, finally. It's very much like I'm playing it very differently to other people where I'm just kind of like hopping back in. Um, like whenever I've got like a free afternoon to perk a few hours of it. <clears throat> and I don't even think it's a better way to experience it. I think um, a lot of people's dislike of the game, the people, the small amount of people who don't like it, um, comes from maybe playing too much for too quickly because every time I hop back into it, I find a new area or a new mini boss or something crazy that I come across and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then I don't play it for a couple of days and I go back to it and I'm like, this is awesome again. So I feel like I'm constantly getting like that new, like soulsy feeling, but like every few days. Mm-hmm. So um, 
yeah, I've been really enjoying that. And I've just started, <laughs> I can't wait for the comment. It's coming. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> there's a dynasty, <laughs> I can't too embarrassed to even say it. Um, there's a Dynasty Warriors like strategy spin off series called Romance of the Three Kingdoms. And it was on deal on the store. And I bought it on a whim. And I have started playing it in the last few days. And it has kicked my absolute ass. I'm playing it on easy, right? And I've started the same campaign three times because the first two times I threw all of my soldiers at a force which was like 20 times bigger than mine and got absolutely ransacked because I was being stupid. And then I had to restart the campaigns because they then just swarmed up with 20,000 men and blew up my bases. So I was like, cool. Um, So now I'm starting my third campaign aiming to actually be sensible with it. Um, It's good fun. It's very like basic as far as like if you play like civilization or like stellaris or whatever it's not going to be anything like the depth of those games um but it's got a nice strategy feel to it you like have core bases you set like ministers to manage stuff you train up troops and you send them out with leaders to go out and lay siege to castles and you know uh strategic gates or places or um locations and um yeah it's surprisingly difficult um i found it a lot harder than i found other strategy games and i don't know if that's just because i'm not playing it right or just because i'm being stupid all the time which could also be possible so (laughs) yeah but it's a good fun little game i uh recommend it if you're into strategy games or you like dynasty warriors because it's got all the same returning like offices and characters whatever but um yeah it's just go into it and not expecting the best graphically it's terrible as well so just don't expect anything on that front (laughs) not say obvious Word. Uh, that's really good, Miles. I'm really happy for Did you. It. Did it. Nah. <laughs> that oh, sounded like such a release for you there. Oh, it was so good. Oh, <laughs> oh god, that felt so good. I bet it did. I bet you had to keep that pent up for like the whole five minutes. Um, yeah, well, dude, it's good. It's nice to find something on the store and you can sort of jump into it, isn't it? Yeah, it was so, very like random. I just saw it on there and I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll give it a go. And um yeah, it's not bad, despite how bad I am at it. The sales are pretty good on PSN when they do come around. Yes, yeah, when you get like a good one. Um, the only problem I will usually have is that I've already bought them in previous sales and I see them even more discounted and I'm like, <laughs> why do I do this to myself? That is the funny thing where I go into, oh, there's a sale on. Like purchased, 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 <laughs> purchased. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and like none of them you've played. Like they're all purchased and you've never even downloaded them and you're like, what what's wrong with me <laughs> i guess i won't buy that today then i've already bought it some time before that's fine <laughs> not today no but uh yeah what about you sir what was your game of the week my game of the week is a game called loop mancer um this is a game that looks totally sick um and has a really cool kind of like 2d 3d cyberpunk styly and it's it's really dope but it's really bad there is a very thin line in this game that I can't quite decipher on which side I'm on because it has this this kind of the, 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 these concepts that's re- that are really interesting. So it's it's a roguelike. So you die, you go back to the start, you know, get over and over and over, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's it, it it's fine and it looks fantastic, but it's when it gets into the cutscenes. I mean, the voice acting is atrocious, and the lip syncing is really bad. I don't know if that could be a that could be a localization thing. I'm not entirely sure. But it's just it really stands out and gives the whole thing a kind of a kind of a PS3 vibe, you know. If that is if if such a thing still exists, um, 
and it was just um it really tarnishes it because otherwise it's all right there's there's lots of fun sort of mantling and fun navigation um the combat is really really good it's not easy by any means um it is it is a bit of a challenge and it does it does play really well but it just the the overall the overall execution of it just makes it look and sound really cheap you know what i mean it's like it's it's really stylish but it's there's just this underlying tech issue that it just doesn't look or sound very good when it's not actually being played. Does that make sense? Yeah. Obviously, they just decided that the uh, story and cutscenes were an afterthought that they had to shovel in at the end. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the cut yeah the uh, the cutscenes were a bit odd, but otherwise it's um, it's fun. I'm doing a preview on it right now, so it'll be up on the website this week at some point, uh, which is uh, very exciting. It did look and, absolutely gorgeous from the trailer, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, the trailer makes it like the greatest game ever made. Um, <laughs> whoever whoever makes their trailers, well done. Probably Seriously. the Watchdog trailer makers as well. They did the same <laughs> thing, didn't they? Oh, this game's going to be phenomenal. It came out and everyone was like, cool. That was not as good as you said it was going to be. Oh, wow. Trailers really are masterpieces, aren't they? Trailer <laughs> makers can, like, just... You don't realise how much power you have, trailer makers. Far too much influence. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, it's... It, it, it's uh, I'd say it's a it's a solid fine, a solid fine. That a solid is fine. The greatest recommendation you can get here: a solid <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, what other preview we're we doing? See, now I've got a fancy PC. I can I can do previews and stuff. That's and um, I've been playing a game called Turbo Golf Racing, which <laughs> is effectively it's effectively Rocket League but golf and not football. Um, that is exactly how this game is being sold to everyone. That's exactly what this game is. It's it's Rocket League, but instead of on a pitch, you're on a golf course and you just got to get the ball in at the end before anyone else does. Is it as good as Rocket League? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, no, it's quite a, quite a high bar to reach. It's not doing that much. Very original, which is the, which is the, the problem with it. Ah. Um, it's just like from, from the outset, it's like, oh my God, Sionics could take you to court over this. This is outrageous. <laughs> um, this is really so you disgusting. Have, like, the boost trails. <laughs> oh yeah, we got boost trails. Um, yeah, you can customize those. You can make them look however you want. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it's just the, the golf ball, just a giant ball you hit with your car. Uh, it's it's frightening to be honest. It looks like a mode that could be in Rocket League. Yeah, you know, when yeah. when Rocket League started adding the basketball modes and stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it looks like a mode that Sonics haven't quite thought of yet. Um, and it's just like. What the hell? How are they getting away with this? But uh, yeah, I put on uh, I put on Twitter that um, playing typical golf racing, really bad at it. And the publishers came back to me and was like, "We're really bad at it too." Ha ha ha. I said, like, oh, "Okay." Well, at least they're honest about it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think they know that it's quite tough, but I don't think they realize. Um, yeah, they're going to be in court someday. Epic Games is going to take them to court over this. I think. Yeah, I always forget Rocket League's owned by Epic now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and anything fun that's free to play is basically owned by Epic now. That's yeah, I remember. <laughs> really gone in hard for the free to play market, haven't they? <laughs> they really have. They really have. And uh, yeah, I mean, Rocket League is all about seasons now and battle passes, and so you know, they've uh, Rocket League and Fortnite are starting to become less and less distinguishable from each other. Still better than the uh, the crate system they used to have. I fucking hated those things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's true. I mean, I love Rocket League, but it's um, yeah, Turbo Golf Racing is just a it's shocking, to be honest. It's so basically, shocking. it's shockingly Rocket League. Rocket League. Yeah, stick with Rocket League and use the uh, alternative modes on it instead. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. 
and yeah, that, that that's my overall feelings with Super Golf Racing. It's not it's not an awful video game by any means. It's just there's nothing interesting about it that you haven't seen before. Ah. So uh, yeah, just uh, don't don't worry about it. It's all good. a solid meh for that one. Yeah, yeah, a solid. Mm, I've played this before. I'm sure I have. <laughs> <laughs> a solid. This is a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I haven't really done much else in my time really, except for build Lego, of course. Oh yes, of course. How's it going? Uh, very well. I have the base, and I have Aloy, and I have a Watcher. Um, awesome. So all that's left to do now is the Tornek. <laughs> that, that minor detail. Yeah, the, the minor bit that goes in the middle. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the main event. Yeah, so I, I will crack on with that uh, soon. Lovely stuff. It's, I can't uh, wait to see it finished. I felt like I was quite lucky to get it, actually, because it sold out on Amazon almost immediately afterwards. Oh, we're going to have a PS5 situation. Lines. The Lego bricks are so hard to get hold of now. That's why we can't make it quick enough. <laughs> there's a there's a brick shortage. It happens. <laughs> yeah, what are going to do? <laughs> Lego Star Wars took all the bricks, so now we don't have any left. Oh, God. Also, shout out to Sean Davies, who got the platinum on Lego Star Wars this week. Unbelievable. How? Unfucking believable. How? <laughs> I mean, I'm actually in despair and in and amazement all at once. I genuinely, like, I can't even... Like, every time I want to go back and play it, I'm like, I've still got 800 fucking things to get. Like, where do I even start? So, fair play yeah. to Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, well done, Sean. Um, I know you have, like, a, a million of children to play it for you, but, uh, and you just kind of, like, take the, uh, just take the platinum, like, yeah, that was me, that was all me. Bravo, <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, God on credit. It, it's yours. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, well done, Sean. That was, uh, that is a mighty task. We are very proud of you. I will jump on Lego Star Wars again one day. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, eventually. And freaking Horizon. I'm so behind on Horizon. I haven't even started it yet. I have not even made it to the Forbidden West yet in Horizon. That's how <laughs> fucking far behind I am. <laughs> oh, God. To be fair, I've got to finish Elden Ring before I move on to that. That's going to be my next big project after Elden. All those big traders of like Aloy on a beach, you know, like this sunset locations. I haven't seen one of them yet. Have you even gone underwater yet? No. <laughs> it's like the main attraction. I'm, of the so, I'm so behind. It's embarrassing. Welcome um, to the Finger Guns podcast, but we don't get any of the time to play the games we want to. Yeah. Yeah. We play we play games when we when we can, all right, man. Jesus Christ. Just give we us give best. us a second. We really do our <laughs> best. Um, all right, let's jump into the news. There's no quiz this week, obviously, because it would just be one of us just shouting questions at someone else and they would win. Let's be honest, you'd win it even if it was questions being asked of me. Somehow you'd still win it. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, last week. Last week was a bit of a shocker for you, wasn't it? I think the last two weeks have been a shocker. I think three weeks ago I won it. No, three weeks ago I got one point more than you. Yeah. <laughs> one. Um, and then I think out of the last like five quizzes, I've lost four of them. And then the one before that I won. So it's been a while. Yeah, you really had a mighty fall there, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I think I won two in a row and then <laughs> I haven't oh, won God. any for ages. It's painful. Icarus flew too close to the sun. I did. I had a taste of success. There was a point where I won like three in a row, wasn't there? And you did, then, yeah. And then that was my peak. And then ever since then, it's just been a burning, melting crash of disaster. Yeah, well, like, we got we got to bring this fucker down. This is outrageous. Yeah, and lo and behold, you've already brought me down. Can I be brought back up a little bit again, please? I think it was your own girlfriend that did it to you as well. You got to remember I, that. I think it is sabotage, yeah. I do. <laughs> it must be. It's the only explanation. <laughs> Shocking stuff. Shocking Definitely stuff. can't be that. I'm just shit at quizzes. Definitely not. No, 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 no. Of course not. Course you wouldn't not. be on finger guns if you didn't know anything. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing. I know Metal Gear, and we'll take that. Okay. Who knows? One day, Cat may just do a Metal Gear quiz. You never know. Oh, my God. That's the dream. Greg would probably come on and like, beat me to every question. <laughs> that would be funny if Greg just turns up on that one. I would actually cry. <laughs> <laughs> I would genuinely cry. <laughs> Maybe I'll write a Metal Gear quiz for you and Mars one, uh, for you and Greg one day. Amazing. I'd love that. That would be crazy. Um, anyway, let's get into the news. Mm. Um, Embracer Group to buy Crystal Dynamics, Idus Montreal, and IPs, including Tomb Raider, for $300 million. Uh, we're reading from VGC, the almighty Chris Scullion. Hey, he was on our 150th episode. You should go back and listen to that. It's really, really good. He was very nice and very funny. Wasn't he? What, isn't he? what a gent. He was um, glorious. Embracer Group has agreed to acquire a large part of Square Enix's Western development arm for $300 million. The deal will see Embracer Group acquiring Crystal Dynamics, Idols Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and a catalogue of IPs, including Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy of Kain. It will also include more than 50 back catalogue games from Square Enix. These will also potentially include Square Enix's Marvel games, Avengers, and Guardians of the Galaxy, subject to the license holders' agreements. The total acquisition includes around 1,100 employees across three studios in eight locations around the world. According to Embracer, the total purchase will be $300 million on a cash and debt-free basis to be paid in full at closing. The deal is expected to close in the second quarter of this financial year, between July and September 2022. In the press release, Square Enix said, the deal enables the launch of new businesses by moving forward with investments in fields including blockchain, AI, and the cloud. Oh. It added, going forward, the company's development function will compromise its studios in Japan, Square Enix external studios, and Square Enix Collective. The company's overseas studios will continue to publish franchises such as Just Cause, Outriders, and Life is Strange. In a separate statement, Square Enix America and Europe CEO Phil Rogers says, Embracer is the best-kept secret in gaming, a massive decentralized collection of entrepreneurs whom we are thrilled to become a part of today. It is the perfect fit for our ambitions. Make high-quality games with great people, sustainability, and grow our existing franchises to their best versions ever. Embracer allows us to forge new partnerships across all media to maximize our franchises, potential, and live our dreams of making extraordinary entertainment. Miles Thompson. Now, Sean's got a take on this, which I will read very, very shortly. But I read, after I read this, and it came out about how much the Tomb Raider reboot trilogy, you know, the ones that didn't sell up to Square Enix's expectations? Yes. Yeah. It has sold 38 million copies. Oh, my God. That's really... Oh. But it didn't sell as many as uh, GTA 5 or Minecraft, so it was a failure. An absolute failure. An yeah. absolute tank. Yeah. They didn't get to re-release it nine times. No. They've bloody tried, though, haven't they? Let's be fair. <laughs> they gave it a go. <laughs> They've really tried. Um, so, yeah. Where are you with this, my friend? I think it's a very good deal. Um, it's a bargain, Bracer. is what it is. I mean, 300 million for 50 properties, including massive hits like Tomb Raider. I mean... The one thing I'm excited about is Deus Ex because Square Enix basically put that on ice for the exact same reason that Tomb Raider got shelved in that it sold but didn't sell mega bucks money's worth even when they tried to shovel in microtransactions into Mankind Divided, I want to say. Um, and I really hope they bring that series back because I absolutely love Deus Ex. I liked the, the soft reboot ones that were recently released. I love the originals as well. Um so I guess I'm kind of hoping that if they bought it for cheap, hopefully they can put some of that money that they saved from not having to buy it for probably how much it's worth, you know, towards actually putting it into the development teams and doing something really good with it. Um, I think Thief has been 
dead ever since the 2013 game. Um, yeah. I platinum that one. It fucking sucked. I don't know why I wasted so much time on it. Shocking. Um, Legacy of Kane I never got into, but I've heard that's got a massive following and has a really rich history of being a very good series. Um, the fact that there's like 1,100 employees involved today, you know, this is a big deal. I can't actually believe how much they paid for this. When you think that Bethesda was $8 billion, like, yeah. this is crazy. They're getting some really good IPs out of this. Um, and then the fact that they've said that outright that they're doing this to focus on blockchain and NFTs and AI, and I just, I just, I don't know what the fuck Square Enix are doing. They're turning into literally the the company out of Final Fantasy Seven. You know, they are literally becoming the quintessential <laughs> commercial version. What are they called again? Um, oh, it's going to bother me now. I bet Toby's listening to this. Like, come on, guys. Um, but they are literally becoming like that corporation who's just. <laughs> just this conglomerate of evilness and stupidity um and i don't i don't understand it i know that they clearly haven't wanted to stay in the AAA space as much because of these series not selling up to the standards of things like fortnite and minecraft and you know apex legends they've not got that that free to play kind of live service that's making millions upon millions but i just i don't know that's what square enix was built on was really good Oh, Shinra, that's Shinra. Shinra company. There that's we go. Um, yeah, like Square Enix was built on all these kind of IPs and doing all these things. And I just feel it's a shame that they're effectively piecing out of the, the market and just being like, now we're just going to go focus on bullshit economies that don't actually exist or mean anything. And mm. we're just going to put our money into basically thrifting people out of money. Um, but like I said, on the plus side, the franchises that they've palmed off might actually now get some proper love and get some good funding and some solid development teams behind them and be allowed to have the creative freedom they want to make good games. And if we get that, then solid. Let's go for it. This is what I was thinking, is that a Tomb Raider... They've announced a new Tomb Raider is being made, and that is still being made by... Yes. Um, yeah, by Crystal Dynamics, I think. And that that's happening in Unreal Engine 5. It's going to be really, really shiny. They will make back their 300 million on day one of that game coming out. Yeah, agree. Easy. Because Tomb Raider is still a franchise that everyone loves. Yeah. And for them to go, 300 million? Sure, why not? Have all of it. It's like, are you fucking kidding me, Square Enix? That is a, it's shocking. I mean, sure. we, we always joke on here about, you know, Square Enix, ridiculous expectations for their games. And... I don't know what they expected, but 300 mil, they will, yeah, that, that's a 24-hour day one take for Embracer. Now, yeah, that's an easy win. Easily. Else, do you reckon they've, like, someone at Square Enix is probably going, oh, we might have sold this these studios under our expectations here. <laughs> I reckon they're going to, like, apply their own logic to their own sale of their own studios. Like, oh, I just don't get them. Yeah. It's really quite strange. And it worries me that all this blockchain and AI and cloud and stuff is still with a company that are in charge of Final Fantasy Remake 2. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bode well, does it? That one of our most you know anticipated games in a series, which is you know finally getting some love and revitalization, is now stuck with a company that's just fobbed off a bunch of actual good IPs for next to no money to focus on some nefarious means of making money, shall we say. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you might know that uh, Crystal Dynamics are, of course, also making Perfect Dark yes. with the initiative. Um, the initiative have tweeted 
Regarding this, saying we're excited to see Crystal Dynamics take these next steps with their studios. Our team have made great progress in building Perfect Dark together as a co-development partners, and we will be continuing this work with them in the next chapter. So nothing's going to change in that regard. Dynamics are still making Perfect Dark. God, if Dynamics fell out of Perfect Dark now, I think that would be it. <laughs> that would <laughs> be the end of that game forever. Yeah. Yeah, because I think there's only like four people left at the initiative, and I think one of them's a cleaner. So it's uh, <laughs> it's 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 good news that that's happening. Um, <laughs> Duct tape and glue. Yeah, exactly. What is interesting is that Life is Strange and Outriders, Just Cause, they're not part of this deal. Um, and you would argue that Life is Strange is the Western series, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, I'd say it definitely is. Um, mm. I think Don't Know they're a French studio. Uh, Deck 9, I'm not actually certain on. Um, but yeah, I'm a little bit surprised, especially with Just Cause, because Just Cause was another series that, you know, sold initially well on like the PS2 days. Yeah. And Just Cause 4, from what I remember, didn't sell particularly well because from having played it myself, it was a big, relatively boring open world. Um, so we're surprised that they haven't offloaded. Outriders, I can see why they've maybe kept that one on. But yeah, Life is Strange and Just Cause, I was a bit surprised to see those hang around. But I wonder if there's something that kind of ties them to Square Enix in terms of the publishing deal or something. Um, mm. Or maybe they just don't have to invest in it because it's an external studio doing those games. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm a bit torn on that because like a part of me thinks if Life is Strange to get fobbed off, what would happen to it and would it change and whatever else. Um, but then a part of me is also like, oh, Square Enix are turning evil. Do I want them to have my one of my favourite game series ever? It's wrapped under their finger as well. Um, mm. It's kind of a rock and a hard play situation. I wonder what their expectations are for Life is Strange because they do keep not they do keep knocking them out, don't they? Life is Strange has been there's been a few iterations of it now. Yeah, so there's been five series. So season one, Before the Storm, Life is Strange 2, True Colors, and then the DLC thing for True Colors. Yeah. So yeah, there's been four full seasons of it, and that's since like 2013. So that's in about a 10-year period. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it's going next. You're so crazy. Um, yeah, I want to bring in uh, Sean Davies. He's not here, obviously, but uh, he did, he did uh, send over a little thing regarding this. He said, back in March, I was told by someone who usually knows this kind of stuff that Sony were acquiring Square Enix. That obviously didn't happen. It still might happen as this sale could be seen as Square streamlining their business. Square's comment about using money to invest in NFTs is concerning. Yes, you're damn right it is. The 300 million for the IPs can be concerned, can be considered a bargain given how recognizable and potentially profitable they are. That said, the law require a significant investment in game development costs from Embracer to really make the most of them. Tomb Raider less so, but Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy of Cain will all need a bit of rehabilitation in the marketing cost. The good news for a fan's perspective is that Embracer and their subsidiaries have a brilliant track record with IPs they purchase. Those IPs are likely to get used again by Embracer long before Square would have done anything with them. Embracer has a lot of studios under them that could potentially work on these games. Experiment 101, who did Biomutant, for example, might be ripe for a Legacy of Cain revival. It's good news for everyone, really. See, there's a positive outlook on this whole thing. I was going to say, that was very optimistic. I, uh, I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very yeah. uplifted by that. I think that's a um, sleep on it thing. Because yesterday he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it kind of blindsided us all, didn't it? Like, we all saw mm. it. We were like, what? This is like another example of like the industry's kind of like absorbing itself at the moment of these companies, these big organizations are like selling off massive chunks of properties and being absorbed into even bigger ones like 
we're seeing a real shift in like the gaming industry and how you know these massive corporations are starting to really take a lot of control over things now yeah yeah it's interesting in regards to the playstation buyout because i don't think that's going to happen now i don't think playstation would be interested without tomb raider yeah i guess because final fantasy is under under it that will always be a big draw um yeah yeah square square do have a couple of other ips you know that they still have under their belts and i guess yeah we don't know what they've got secretly hidden behind the works and i guess all the dev teams and all the experience you know i guess if it would depend on the price of it wouldn't it you know if mm. you look at the deal that they get for square now and you think well like you said without deus ex without tomb raider without thief or legacy of kane you know those opportunities for some really good games and series that people know is gone so yeah it would be about the value proposition of what sony would go for square with um yeah but I could see them going quite big just to get Final Fantasy because if you have that exclusively for you, every Final Fantasy from here on in, you know, with the success of the remake and stuff, there's a lot of potential there and a lot of money to be made. For sure, yeah. I, mean, I only said that, I suppose, because Tomb Raider is kind of synonymous with PlayStation, isn't it? Yes. You know, yeah. It should. True. They should really be together. You know, why can't you guys just work it out? <laughs> just figure yeah. it out, guys. Sony could go to embrace it, be like, um, "We'll give you ten million for Tomb Raider." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they're going to do. Maybe Sony's just going to buy, going to buy Embracer now, so they've done like a secret little, like back deal to make sure that they get the best proposition they can. Ah, see, there we go. We figured it out. That's what's happening. I'm, I'm calling it now, insider. <laughs> uh, all right, then let's move on to Ubisoft. Ubisoft Montreal have taken over Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake development. Uh, this is Tom Ivan again from VGC. Ubisoft Montreal have taken over development duties on Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake. The game, which has already been delayed on several occasions, was previously in development at Indian Studios. Ubisoft Pune, 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 I'm going to say Pune, P-U-N-E, I'm going to say Pune, and Ubisoft Mumbai. Uh, quote, the development of Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake, would now be led by Ubisoft Montreal, the very birthplace of the epic Sands of Time trilogy, the company said in a statement on Tuesday. This decision, this decision is an important step, and the team building upon the work achieved by Ubisoft Mumbai and Ubisoft Pune, Pune, I don't know, will now take the time they need to regroup on the scope of the game to deliver you the best experience for this remake of all-time classic. We want to thank you for your continued support and patience throughout this development. Miles, are you interested in this game? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, did you watch the trailer, the first trailer they released for this remake? I did, yes. Oh my god, it was... Oh, it was. Yeah. I cannot even express to you just how bad that trailer was. It wasn't like, great. It was like late PS2, early PS3 looking. And I couldn't, I, I just remember I messaged my friend because he sent it to me and he, I was like, I'm just going to let you watch this and then you tell me what you think. And I just, I couldn't believe that. I thought it was a joke. I thought someone had like released this as like an April Fool's joke, an out of season April Fool's joke. Um, or as just some like comic relief at the fact that it hadn't like had anything shown. And it just looked absolutely abysmal. Like, I cannot believe that the, like, execs or studios or whatever looked at this trailer and thought, yeah, that'll do. People will like that. They'll get excited for that. They'll think we've worked really hard on that. And I was like, no, they won't at all. It would have taken yeah. anyone with an ounce of sense to know that. Um, and I think we talked about it, you know, with Perfect Dark as well recently of when you see these stories about a game like this, which is clearly in a bit of development hell, was widely criticised at its announcement for, you know, not looking good. You know, it did not look in a good shape at all. It's already been delayed. 
is likely going to be delayed again. And now it's being brought in-house to a, a studio with more kind of experience or <clears throat> which worked on the series previously. You know, that studio, like Montreal, have clearly looked at it and gone, this is a shit show. We're not letting you ruin RIP because they worked on the originals. So, you know, they're clearly bringing it back in-house to be like, we're going to have to sort this show out and make it a good game so that we can actually release it properly. Um, so it doesn't fill me with a lot of hope. I don't think this will be coming out this year for sure. Um, and I think when it does come out, probably next year, I don't think it's going to be as uh, as good as it should be. So my excitement for this has dwindled because I actually was kind of keen to play this one. Um, I never played Sands of Time originally, so I would have liked to see what they did with it. But yeah. no, I don't think this will be for me, this one. Oh, interesting. So it's interesting because Montreal, they're basically the guys that, they're the new IP people. They're the guys that kicked off Assassin's Creed, uh, Watch Dogs, Splinter Cell, For Honor, Hyperscape. That wasn't a great one. But, you know, they're the ones that know how to kick things off. And yes. They have done so with some moderate success. I mean, look at Assassin's Creed. It's still going as strong as it ever was. Um, I love Watch Dogs, but I know it's not universally loved. And it's it's one of those things. It's just so weird. It's just like they've gone, actually, no, we're taking that back. This is ours. Stop being pricks. This is a disaster. Yeah. And it's kind of worrying. Um, it means, well, we're probably not going to see this now. Maybe not even next year. I mean, if, they, if they're literally going back to the drawing board with this thing, you know, it's going to be a while. And yeah. the Sands of Time was a good game. It was fun. It was certainly was a lot of fun. Um, whether or not it really needed the remake um, is questionable uh, because it was just kind of fun. But it was kind of like, yeah, let's move on. A new Prince of Persia would have been a lot more interesting, I think. Yeah. Um, and given the trouble that they're having, they might as well have just done that. To be honest, <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let, let's just make a new one instead. But uh, yeah, I mean, just I feel like Blue Point have really set the bar on what we can expect from an actual proper re- remake of a game, and yeah. so have um, obviously Square Enix with Final Fantasy. And so it, I don't know if it's just like a bias thing in my mind. Of I've played really good ones, and I think how hard can it really be to take an original game where everything's going to set out for you? You don't have to come up with a story. You don't have to even really design the environments obviously you've got to do a lot of work on those environments but everything's there for you all the building blocks and the foundation already exists how can you screw it up that bad like that trailer was so abysmal i just couldn't help but be like what have you been doing all this time and who thought this was a good idea um so yeah i just i'm not particularly hopeful of what's going to come out of that well let's hope it looks nothing like that trailer Mm. I still can't get over it. Still can't. Miles would be a sad Miles all day. Honestly, nobody wants that. If you're listening to this, you just need to go watch that that, that trailer just so that you can understand where we're coming from of just how bad this thing truly was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, No new release date, obviously, but uh, the sounds of time continues on. One day we might play it. You never know. Uh, Moving on to... Microsoft and the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase have been confirmed for June. Microsoft has confirmed plans to host its E3-style Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase event on Sunday, June the 12th. This show will feature amazing titles coming from Xbox Game Studios, Bethesda, and our partners around the world. The Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase will include everything you need to know about the diverse lineup of games coming soon to the Xbox ecosystem, including upcoming releases of Game Pass on Xbox and PC. The event will start at 6 p.m. BST. That's where we are in the UK. And we'll be streamed in over 30 languages on the likes of YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. 
So same old, same old Xbox Bethesda, their big old E3-esque showcase. Um, are you excited for this one, man? Yes. I think it's about time we got a big showcase from Xbox. They've got a lot of big games on the horizon, and it'll be nice to see what they're doing with them. Um, I do think they need to show off something of Starfield, not just a pre-rendered trailer. I think we need to see something significant, like whether it's just a gameplay showing or even like a 10-minute like deep dive into what the game actually looks like to play. Yeah. Um, Elder Scrolls, I've heard people talking about this. I don't know if they're going to have anything ready for that yet. Um, we might get like a, a nice little trailer potentially, but I don't think we're going to see anything major. Do you? No, not a chance. Yeah, it's just too far away. Um, <clears throat> but the one part I am excited for is that we are 100% absolutely have to see some of Hellblade 2 again. Because it's still out for release later this year, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I have a weird suspicion about that. Okay, I think it's going to drop day and date. What you think it's going to drop on the the showcase day? Yep. Oh, if it doesn't, it'll be October, November esque. It'll be their Christmas game. Do, but, do, do you actually appreciate what that will do to me if it drops that day? Like, if we're all if we're all on the Zoom watching the Bethesda showcase, and they go. Out now. I just want to see what happens to you. Oh, I don't, I can't, I can't even fathom what will happen to my brain. I think it will just completely dissolve into like a puddle of mush because this is genuinely one of my most hyped games. Like the first one, I genuinely think is incredible. Like we were talking about our top 10 games last week, and Hellblade was one of the ones that I had to cut from the top 10, but it was right up there. Like I adore that game. And I cannot wait to see the second one. So if that happens, if you call it right, I will not only like bow down and pray to you for an accurate prediction, but I will just implode. Like I will just combust on the spot. Um, yeah, I can't wait for that one. So I really hope we do see something about it or that you are correct. Dude, if that does happen, you get, if you don't have a series, you ain't playing it. <sighs> Don't. I'll buy. I'll buy one there and then. I know I will. I'll be. We'll be on stream, and I'll be like, "Fuck it! I bought one. It's happening. Like we're doing it now." Either that. I bought or one. Just... I bought one. Cat's coming tomorrow. Either that, or yours might just have to mysteriously disappear from your house for a week. Like uh, Ross, uh, what are you up to? Uh, what are you up to this week? Uh... Are you busy? Are you working at all for like I don't know forty eight hours? Why could just happen a house set for you? Well, uh, the sorry, Mars. I'm uh, going to be in all weekend playing Hellblade. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play it so bad. I can't wait. Forty nine pound a month on Amazon for five months. Remember that? Yes, I need to do that. I really need to do that. So with no maybe, interest fees, maybe I will be prepared to do just that. And uh, yeah, Hellblade Two is the big one for me. And then maybe a bit of Playtale. We might see something of. We've obviously got the Bethesda mm. stuff. Everything that they're working on in the background. Maybe we'll see a bit of that new arcane game. Um, there's just there's so much now sitting in Microsoft's Microsoft's catalog that they could just throw out anything they want. Like there could be some massive surprises. There could be a new Wolfenstein that comes out, there could be a Prey 2, there could be a new Dishonored, there could be anything, you know. Microsoft has so much like resource that who knows? So I don't want to get yeah. too hyped because hype is always a dangerous thing, but I think this might be a big one, and I think Xbox and Microsoft are going to go all out for this. And I think we're going to get some really big, some big stuff to get excited for. Yeah, I think um, I think Starfield is a guarantee. 
um, if they're if they're still aiming for that release date of November this year, then I'm still not sure on that. You know, yeah, um, I think it will be a nice trailer, and then it will say 2023 at the end. Yeah, agree. And, <laughs> and then you know, it'd be nice to see something of the game because the hype around that game is unbelievable for a game that we have seen nothing of. <laughs> We've had one trailer for, and that's it. Yeah, and it's like. Well, what I don't know, I don't know what this is, and yeah, everyone's going, It's going to be the greatest game. Of all. Fuck off, no, it's not. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a broken, buggy mess at launch, and it'll take a year to be fixed. Exactly, that's what Bethesda do. That's how they roll, it's just how they do. Okay, if not Hellblade on day one, I reckon Redfall might get a drop around that time. The arcane one, Redfall apparently is apparently is done, it's been rated. Are you joking? Yeah. Damn, they pumped that out quick. Yeah, but I, they've worked on it forever, apparently. Um, it's got to be, it's got to be better than Blood Hunt. You know what I mean? Oh well, well, I haven't played it actually. Is it is Blood Hunt bad? Here's the thing about Blood Hunt, right? <laughs> um, it's fine. A solid fine. It is a solid fine, as good as Loot Mancer, if, if nothing else. <laughs> It's just, you know, I don't know. I can't get into it, but Sean adores it. And so it's, okay. it's, it is a mixed bag of stuff. As someone who considers themselves, at this point, a Battle Royale veteran, yes, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but it doesn't do anything hugely exciting with the concept, with the genre, you know? Oh, that's it's, just, it's, just, it's just vampire stuff, you know? Say, you think like flying bats and vampires and all sorts of shit like there's uh scope for some quite creative stuff in there yeah you can climb you can climb walls and climb buildings and you can suck people's blood and yeah blood bags are health and it's like that's fine but it's just alternatives for things that are in other games you know Uh, okay so it's just like a different aesthetic on the same mechanics yeah it is a different desktop wallpaper (laughs) so what is already a very basic laptop you know (laughs) yeah It's just yeah, it's fine. But uh yeah, Redfall looks interesting. Um, and I think that is something that we would get into if we're looking for something to play together that isn't back for blood DRC, you know. Oh thank god, anything but back for blood, please. <laughs> please, Lord you know, and Saviors. Oh mate, you know the DLC's not even close to over yet. We've got to jump into that game again one day. I'll we'll do it twice. We've got yeah. two more expansions. Yeah. Um okay. I can't Lord wait to Ring. play the campaign another six times. <laughs> I reckon Gollum would be at this one as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Lord of the Rings game that's slowly looking less and less exciting. Yeah, it's lost any kind of interest for me, I think. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, but Starfield is going to be the main event for sure. Yeah, I think that'll be the uh, the curtain raiser. They're either going to open with it or they're going to close with it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So it'll be one of the same. Well, maybe they'll open with it. I don't know. They, like I said, they have so much in their, you know, sitting behind the curtains now that they can just do whatever they want. Like they could just throw out a completely whole new lineup of games for we know. Might not see anything yeah. of what we know. Uh, Forza Motorsport Eight, I reckon we'll see. Maybe Fable. Uh, maybe. I think Cat would get very excited if there's a Fable. If I get Hellblade Two, Cat gets Fable. You know, it's successful show Microsoft. Successful yeah. show. Give us, give the people what they want, and they will be happy. <laughs> I just actually, Kat did mention something in regards to the Tomb Raider story. You know how much Kat loves Tomb Raider. She um, likes Tomb Raider? He, he's a big fan of Tomb Raider. Nah, you yeah. Nah. Yeah, man. I'm not buying it. It's kind of worrying you don't know that, to be honest. 
<laughs> I don't know how I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, she said, uh, in regards to that, I should go back early. But um, yeah, now make it very clear that if a hair is touched on Lara Croft's head, <laughs> I will be Banshee Cat. So, Cat, don't you worry. The same studio is working on it. It's all fine. All in hand. It's all okay. We'll see. If anything, she's in better hands now. Yeah. If anything, if anything, she's avoided blockchain and the cloud. So, <laughs> yeah, which is a win. <laughs> yeah, it is a win for everyone. So, um, so yeah, I think Fable might be. I mean, Fable and Starfield would be a kick-ass way to end the show. Yes. Um, if that's of course what they're doing, it may not do that, but we'll see. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's June. It's next month. But E3 or or not E3, E3 is coming around pretty fast. I can't believe it's come around so quick again. Oh man, I'm excited. I do love it. We're almost at a year since me and Kat joined. I know, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to put that whole week off to do bloody podcasts again, aren't we? Oh, I can't wait. It was such a good week. It was so good. By the end of the week, we were all delirious, but it was so much fun. I want to do it all again. It was a lot of fun. I really should put that really should put that week off. Um, Right. And finally, um, Sony have confirmed this blocked PS Plus and now subscription stacking. In the future, vouchers will convert to time equivalent to their subscriptions here. This is by Andy Robinson over at VGC, believe it or not. Um, Sony has confirmed it has disabled PlayStation Plus and PS Now subscription stacking ahead of the revamp of its membership services this summer. In an update to its official PS Plus FAQ page made on Friday, a platform holder claimed it has blocked subscription stacking temporarily and confirmed that going forward, any voucher codes will not be redeemable until after an existing membership expires. In addition, Sony said that for existing subscribers, vouchers will now convert to a time equivalent to the monetary value of their subscription. For example, a one-month PS Plus voucher will provide access to approximately three weeks of PlayStation Plus Extra or 2.5 weeks of PlayStation Plus Premium. A one-month PlayStation Now voucher will provide access to approximately three weeks of PlayStation Plus Premium. Uh, What? (laughs) I don't know uh, about you, but I read this, I went, huh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, hold on, so... Hold on, I'm just going to read over that again. Bear with me. Mm. You can put, you can, you can say your take first if you want. While I just try and get my head around what they're trying to say here. Why are they cutting it short? That's the one thing that we're that, that weirds me out. I guess it's because the value of PS Plus on its own isn't the equivalent to like the ultimate version or the highest tier. So I guess they're doing it on a you've paid X amount of money, that amount of money would get you X amount of the top tier. That's the only way I can think about it. Yeah. So one month PS Plus voucher will provide access to two, three weeks of PS Plus Extra, which is the middle tier, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or approximately 2.5 weeks of PlayStation Plus Premium, which is the top tier. Yes. One month PS Now voucher will provide access to approximately three weeks of PS Plus Premium. Oh, hmm. can you get <laughs> PS Now separately without PS Plus? Um, you can up until up until the new membership tiers come in. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Because I guess obviously, if you have to buy PS Plus and get PS Now, maybe they're considering that you're pumping more money in. So therefore, if you have the PS Now subscription, that's why you get longer than if you just have PS Plus. Because that would make sense. Because you're like paying a fee on top of your PS Plus fee as well. So it like converts both fees into like, yeah, 
that's the way I, like I'm thinking about it in my head is like they're just taking the amount of money that you put into your subscriptions and then they're then converting that into whatever tier you want for the new system yeah it's very confusing um, it is confusing and it's a way for people to not save any money effectively yeah. <laughs> yeah effectively well that's what happened wasn't it like the day that they announced it everyone bought up loads of ps now for like the next two three years because then it all gets converted for much cheaper yeah um the faq goes on to say as we prepare to launch the new ps plus membership service we are doing some work behind the scenes to make the transition as smooth as possible good job guys for all our existing members as part of this work we've temporarily disabled stacking membership or existing customers until yeah. after the launch. Rest assured that your voucher code is still valid and you will be able to redeem your code either when your existing membership expires, deactivates, or after the new PS Plus service launches in your area, whichever happens first. So I remember Kat saying she stacked till what, 2024 or something? Yeah, I think I'm on till 2023 September, I want to say. Okay. And I think Kat's on until, yeah, I think either next year or the year after. She's gone like all in. Wow. So, so she's going to have premium then for, for a fair while, I would imagine. Well that's, well, that's it. I mean, I'm kind of toying with the idea of whether I want premium straight away. But I think like a lot of people, I'm quite tempted just to wait to see what the lineup is and actually just... Because they've said it's going to be easy to switch between tiers, haven't they? To like upgrade or downgrade or whatever. Yeah. So I can imagine myself just staying on like the bottom regular tier until I need to until there's like a game on the subscription service or the premium or whatever that I want to go back and play. Like if they announce a Metal Gear remake, maybe I'll go back and play all the other ones, you know, give, mm. give the people what they want. Um, <laughs> but I think outside of that, you know, if I've got it to 2023 and that converts pretty much all the way through with the bottom or middle tier, like I'll probably just stick with that until I need the premium tier. Um, so mm. I guess you can just be as economical as you want about it, but I imagine I'm going to get myself. I wonder if they're going to keep the like the Black Friday deals where you get like 20% off the subscription for a year because that's just how I always kept stacked because I just always used to buy them when they were cheap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'd be idiots not to around Black Friday to yeah. take some money off these uh, these subscriptions for sure. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's all about the library with PS Plus Premium and what's going to be included. I mean, so far we've heard like all the Splinter Cells are going to be in there and Driver and Ridge Racer. And, you know, these are top quality games. These are top tier PS1, PS2 games yeah. um, that people do want to play again. So the library is so far sounding pretty darn good. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Will they throw the Metal Gear trilogy in there? Of course they will. Of course, they'd be idiots not to. They'd be idiots not to. I want MGS1. I'd really, do you know what I would really love is if they, um, I know it got a lot of flack back in the day, but they did like a, a remake of uh, MGS1 on the GameCube called Twin Snakes. And they brought yeah. in like MGS2's mechanics for it. And I never had a GameCube, so I never got to play it. So uh, I don't think they ever will, because I think it's obviously under a whole different licensing stuff. Um, but I've got my original copy of MGS1, but I can't play it. Um, so yeah, if I could play them just one again before they announce the remake, because it is going to happen, Blue Point are doing it, um, <laughs> then I'd like to play it again. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, PS Plus Premium Day 1, you will be playing Metal Gear Solid. That is a, I think that's a guarantee. I think that is a very, very cast iron. Good shout. <laughs> if they if they don't add Metal Gear to this service, they are, they are insane. What if, though? What if they drop that on the same day that Hellblade 2 drops? Then what am I going to do? Well, you're going to play Metal Gear Solid until your Xbox Series X goes up, I would imagine. 
<laughs> yeah, if I haven't pre-ordered it in excitement by this point. <laughs> I'll Amazon. Well, you go to Amazon, you do the whole, I'll buy a Series S for five months for £49 a month, and then it turns out the next day, you're like, oh, I've already completed Metal Gear Solid. And so you, <laughs> you you plug in your Xbox Series S, you download Hellblade, you beat that in a day. Oh, I've got the thousand Gs already, it's fine. And then and then that's it. <laughs> you know me really well, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just got me down to a fine T there. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing what you learn from a person when you podcast with them every week. <laughs> you discover so much about people. So much about people. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, there's not really much else to talk on that one, really. But it's uh, that's what's going on. Um, if you've forgotten what the prices are for all these things, um, PS Plus Essential offers the same benefits as current PS Plus services. For monthly free game discounts and online multiplayer, it will cost the same. So $6.99 a month or £50 for the year. PS Plus Extra is $10.99 a month um, or £84 for a year. Same benefits, but it offers the library of 400 downloadable PS4 and PS5 games. Essentially what PS Now is, um, without all the extra gubbins. PS Plus Premium will include the above benefits while ordering up to 340 additional games, including PS3 titles available via cloud streaming, and a catalogue of classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations. Again, PS Vita not included. Nobody knows why. Um, no one price, likes Vita. Price at £13.49 a month, £40 for three months, or £100 for a year. Premium will also include those weird time-limited game trials that Sony are making developers make. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's fun too. Nice. So it's, uh, you know, it is exciting. It's it, it's going to be, for one, for someone who missed the PS1 and PS2 era completely, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what this is. Play Dino Crisis. Yay! I mean, it'll play like shit now, but they are good. Yeah. At least I'll have that memory, I guess. <laughs> they still have nostalgia, so it'll do. Indeed. Um, rather than bloody hell, man, we're at recommendations already. Look at this, love it, isn't it amazing? What <laughs> something happens with just me and you talking about nonsense? I love it. <laughs> it's uh, so good. What's your recommendation for the week, sir? Mine is a milkshake. I'm just checking the name of it. It is called Bring All the Boys to the Yard. I wish. <laughs> um, oh mine is yeah, a milkshake brand called Shaken Udder, which is a really weird name as far as names go um but you can get them in major supermarkets and the milkshake is absolutely delicious um i buy like the i don't know if they're like a liter a liter and a half don't know um but like these big bottles uh they've got salted caramel chocolate strawberry vanilla and i think it's i think it's like clotted cream strawberry or something like that and it is generally unreal um you know like the the milkshakes at mcdonald's imagine those but if they were actually good quality like they tasted as good but like aren't horrendous for your health um and yeah they're just absolutely phenomenal so i fully recommend it if you're in the shop and you see it and you like milkshakes do it just do it all right there you go yeah nice and easy quick and snappy uh we are not sponsored um by uh shaking uh but um you might not be (laughs) (laughs) i joke Uh, i'm not thank god for that because that that that's a serious libel situation that's Um, the sin yeah um if shaking if you do want to sponsor us by all means, go for it. We will talk about you relentlessly. <laughs> Send me a lifetime supply, yep. please. Yep, and we will talk about how great you are all the time. It's fine. Yes. We're happy to do that. Uh, what's my recommendation? My recommendation is Uncharted, the movie. Ooh, is it good? Um, I watched it over the weekend. Let me tell you something, Miles, about Uncharted, the movie. Go on. If, if you watch Uncharted, the movie, mm-hmm. and forget everything you think Un- Uncharted is, 
And if you okay. watch him, if you watch the movie, not having any idea who Nathan Drake is or Chloe or Sully or any of the moments from the games, if you watch it just as a film, uh-huh. it's pretty good. Right. It's but a fun, it's a fun caper. I have a is slight, it, slight issue is it, with that though. Is it an uncharted movie? No. <laughs> what? Look, oh. I I love TH man. I love the, I love me some Tom Holland. Yeah. He's a great guy, great actor. Seems like a really decent human being. Did I believe him as Nathan Drake? Not for a single fucking second of that movie did I believe him as Nathan Drake. Oh. Like it's 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 such stunt casting. It's like Tom, who's famous right now? Tom Holland. Okay, let's get him in. And it's of course made by Sony. The Spidey films are made by Sony. It must have been a very easy thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this. This doesn't work. He oh. isn't Nathan Drake. He's not even close to Nathan Drake. He's not even. He's not hasn't got any of the charisma or the wit or the humor. It's just doesn't work. He just doesn't work as Nathan Drake. But his character, for whatever the fuck character is meant to be, <laughs> it's, it's it's fine. You know. <laughs> You switch it off. You st- I had to switch off the idea that it's an Uncharted movie halfway through because otherwise I would have hated it. That kind of sucks because, you know, you can't just switch off like 10, 12 years worth of, you know, understanding a series to go to the movie to then pretend it's not from that series. Mm. And the problem um, is, it's like, it's like the, the, the lore of Uncharted, I don't know, it's not set up to be, obviously not set up to be set anywhere in the timeline of the Uncharted movies because of the Uncharted games. Because what it does, it, it picks little bits from the games and adds them oh, into the story. Nah, so not about you, it. You've obviously seen the cargo bit from the trailer. Yeah. And yeah, that's fine. That's Uncharted 3. The ending is Uncharted 4. There's a bit in the middle that's Uncharted 2. It's like, why? Just, just tell a different story. <laughs> yeah, either just remake the stories in a movie, do them one by one, or just do your own thing. Why like how's Mark Wahlberg as Sully? Because that really put me off. I will say this: the highlight of this film is Mark Wahlberg, without wow. any any shadow of a doubt. Wow! Again, again, don't don't believe him as Sully. Just <laughs> enjoy him as Mark Wahlberg, and it's a great time. Oh, I just I can't I don't understand why not just do it with Nolan North. He is Nathan Drake, just and he has been he's done acting gigs before. Like just make yeah, him. he's a he's a very prolific TV actor as well. Yeah, just what oh, I can't, I can't even. Are you going to uh, watch this? I mean, I want to, but every part okay. of me tells me not to because I know it will be terrible, and it will be one of those things that I'll watch like on a whim in like six months' time when it's on like a streaming service. Um, yeah, and that's where it's worth watching because it's not. Yeah. If it was on like ITV on a Sunday afternoon, I would sit back and watch it without a doubt. <laughs> on ITV, that's just how ITV. Bad it'll be. <laughs> You know, you know, and like the weekend, ITV just play a random popular movie, and it's like, okay, I'll sit down and watch this, and I would watch it because it's fine. It's a fine movie. Mm-hmm. It's a fine film. It's beginning to end. It's got a, it's got a story ish. Um, it's got a good strong start, fun middle, fun end. It's a fun movie, but it ain't. It's not an uncharted movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> I do like you. I really like Tom Holland. Obviously, we love him because we spent like two and a half hours talking about him in the Spider Man movie. Yes. Um. Big fan of his, but like the idea of doing like the young Nathan Drake was kind of like it was the worst part of Uncharted 3. So, why oh, I just I find it's a weird direction. And like I said, Mark Wahlberg for me is Sully, just such a weird casting. Um, and I just yeah, I feel like it was a real missed opportunity. They had a lot of potential with this, and they've kind of just done the usual bad 
movie from video game shtick. Yeah. And it's annoying because Neil Druckmann's got a producer credit on it. Oh, no. And that's what really annoys me. Uh, <laughs> what was he watching? He sullied his own reputation. Yeah, it's just, you know, I don't know what they're what they're aiming for, whether it's just like a if it's inspired by the games or something, whatever, they're gonna go down that route. But it's uh yeah, it ain't no uncharted movie. At least at least Tom Holland got to make an uncharted movie. He said he wanted to, so at least he's got to do it. It's it might yeah, not be yeah. good, but at least he can say he's done it. Oh uh, yeah, because he's fallen on hard times, that guy, isn't he? Poor guy. Oh, God dear. Um, yeah, so tough. I'm so glad he's finally got back on his feet. Yeah, he's made it. He's back on the pedestal again. Oh, imagine Oh, imagine being Tom Holland making an Uncharted movie, going home to Zendaya. Oh, it must be hard work. Impossible life, really. Don't know how he does it. Poor guy, poor guy. <laughs> Rough times. Yeah. Um, I'm going to finally watch The Batman tonight. Oh, have you You haven't seen it yet? No, man, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's really good. Well, wow. um, And we shall, we, shall, we shall dissect it in a spoiler special next week. I can't wait. I would actually be very keen to do that. Because <laughs> it is a very good movie. Have you got it all fresh in memory still? Uh, enough-ish. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I, I remember enough about it, I reckon. Um, but yeah, I don't want to say too much before you watch it. I think it's one of those that you should watch first and then debrief. Yeah, I'm going to get this pod edited and then I'm going to kick back and watch it. And I'm looking forward to it. Smash it. Enjoy it, mate. Yeah, I will do. Um, right then. Well, that's it. There you go. Lovely. Dusted. We had done a, we, we had done a quickie like this for a while, haven't we, Miles? It's nice. Look how efficient we are. Oh, we're, we're just so efficient. So um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us if you want to. Absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to find us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at FNGRGNS. Or if you want to follow us individually, our individual handles are in the description below, except for Miles, of course, who's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Until next time, it is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Thank you for joining us once again. Farewell. And it is goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns podcast. Don't watch Uncharted. Bye.